0: Hey everybody episode 101 101 episodes we're gonna jump right back into this because I left a hundred very very abruptly so I apologize for that I'm sitting there going on about this story and these are like exciting parts of of this whole story to me so but I left you guys hanging there and I, I wanted to get right back into it so I wanted to double down on these episodes and uh and get you there but i got kind of excited and then i turned and i looked at the clock and i'm like holy smokes it's already 29 minutes and some odd seconds and uh it uh yeah i had to shut it off early so i apologize for that but episode 101 we're gonna jump right back into it so we got cut loose we were making this move with these haul truck boxes and and uh we got cut loose we jump on i-80 and we start drifting back over to the utah side of the situation and uh we shut down for the evening in wendover okay wendover nevada and wendover nevada like i said in the last episode is kind of like a miniature vegas it's it's got some really cool uh casinos kind of some fancy places there and uh as i was getting into it in the last episode before i rudely lost track of time <laughs> was uh my self-conscious you know i i was i was in a situation where i was still handicapped you know i i'm using my wheelchair as i can and i'm using my walker as i can and i'm trying to relearn how to walk and i'm, I'm having trouble with stairs and steps and and stepping up on things like i'm i'm still very much learning how to do this stuff And uh, so I'm scared, you know, like it's natural to be in that situation, something that we're not used to. It's natural to be there and have some fear. So I was literally living in fear with my condition and I was I was in a situation there where, you know, if I was excuse me had to take a drink if i was in like a small town or something and i was with uh with the people that i was working with that i knew and stuff that knew my situation and everything if i was in that situation it wasn't really a big deal because i was around the people that i knew but this was starting to like i wasn't just It wasn't like being at home and going into Walmart. It was... It was different. It was... It was like... Because at home going into Walmart... Like, there's still enough people around there. It's a small town. There's... There's enough people around there still that... That... People know you. And they know... Uh... You know, you got enough of them that you know, and you can like, I can make a trip around Walmart and I bet, you know, at least 20 people I, I know or, and they know about me. So it, it like adds a sense of comfort, comfort to the situation. And I, but now that I'm, I'm completely out of my elements, I am completely out of my elements. I'm in another state. I'm in a town in a, in a state that I had never been to. I had this trip. I'd never been to Idaho, um, well, I take that back. I had been to Coeur Idaho, and that was just on a road trip. Briefly went through Coeur d'Alene. If you've been up there, it does not take much to get through that little piece of Idaho up there. And you're in Washington. But I'd never spent time around like Pocatello, Idaho and Twin Falls. And like I just I'd never been there. And then now I'm in Nevada. i would never been in this state. So like and I'm learning as we go, the different stops that we make that people are different in different places like it's a it's you can definitely tell that people are territorial and some people are are different so where i didn't know anybody out there in these new places i was i was living in an, in a little bit of fear i was i was worried about you know what people thought of me and and like i i was one of them guys that I would be like kind of like hobbling my way around the car to get my wheelchair out or something I'm sitting up my chair and uh, like people would look at me weird and stuff like we, and I know it's because you know I'm this early 30s guy and and uh, you know just people automatically jump right to well is he faking like I got that a lot actually I actually had um somebody let's see and I think it was somebody on this trip I want to say it was when we were in Pocatello Idaho I had pulled into a handicapped parking space and I had a placard and when I was sitting there in the car I was talking on the phone and I had this lady like actually come up to my window and was like, just quick to judge over this younger guy driving this car, which happened to be a company car, parking in the handicap spot. She like slams her hand down on the edge of the window. And she's like, well, this is for handicapped people. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, lady, like, look around inside this car. There's a walker in my passenger seat. There's a wheelchair in the back seat. Like, what else do you need for me to prove to you? that i'm handicapped like it's just how it was so like little experiences like that were kind of getting into my mind a little bit and making things kind of rough as far as me settling into the world you know especially on a trip like this where i don't know anybody the only people i know on this trip are the people that i'm working directly with and then other pilots and truck drivers from that other company, like, I got some weird looks. I got some weird looks, you know, and, and people, people like, uh, this is where I was learning that people will kind of treat you differently until they finally just uh, grow, grow the strength to ask you, hey, what happened? Like, what's wrong with you? Like. You know, I would, I would rather, I was learning at this point that I would rather people just come right out and be like, hey man, what the heck happened to you? Why are you in a wheelchair? Why, why is your hands like that? Why why do you walk like that? Why do you need a walker? Like, I would rather people just jump right out and ask me. And then I can tell them an awesome story. And because uh, realistically, like this story, and I hear it from everybody that I tell tell it to, this story is very inspirational this the fact that i ended up back on my feet with as bad as the condition was for me the fact that i ended up back on my feet especially where where insurance and stuff and the providers actually provided me with a power chair because we honestly didn't plan on me getting back on my feet So the fact that I got back up on my feet period was pretty, uh, pretty inspirational. But the fact that I got up on my feet somewhat and managed to, now I'm driving a company car, helping move these giant objects down the road. And like, I'm on the radio and I'm helping, helping with everything like, that's like in the next level of the inspiration behind this so a lot of people that i bumped into on this trip and like the i remember stopping at a restaurant it was before we parted ways with the with the loads uh we stopped at a restaurant in idaho and we all went in and and the truck drivers that we were running with the guys actually hauling these loads they were gonna buy dinner for everybody. They said, "Gather everybody up and let's go in and eat dinner and sit down." Well, we went in there and we sat down, and there was, there was me and the in the five uh, cars Lawrence had, the five people that already knew my story. So six of us there, but that left that left uh, a good number of people. There was there was a couple wives I know with some of these guys. So I bet there was another twenty people that didn't know anything about me. Didn't know anything about me at all. So we go in and we sit down and we're sitting at this table and they had actually moved a couple tables together to make one big long table. So we're all sitting at this really long table against the back wall of this restaurant. And like after I had a few people, like I could catch them, like I could feel people looking at me and, and... kind of staring me down like oh my god like what's this like straight up for lack of better words like like the feeling i was getting was people looking at me like what is this cripple doing here helping us work like he shouldn't be here like what is he doing here like that was kind of the feeling i was getting from some of this And, and i was actually taking it wrong i What it was, was people staring at me and just kind of trying to figure me out. And they were trying to figure out, what the heck happened to this guy? Like, what's his story? I had a lot of people think that I was in the services and that I'd went overseas on on duty or something and ended up hurt. And that's that's what was wrong with me. So, finally, we were sitting at this table and one of the ladies, one of the guys' wives had... Looked at me and she just said, "You know, I, I hope I'm not crossing any boundaries here, but what the heck happened to you? What, what, what's your story? You gotta have a story for why you're like this and and stuff." And and I I shared this story with everybody at that table, and I and I told them the story from the front to the back the whole time we were sitting there eating, and everybody just listened, and and by the time I was said and done, like I had. A whole table load of people like man like if you need anything you let us know like keep going like this is the coolest thing we've ever heard out on the road like this is awesome like you're always welcome to run with us like so it it was awesome it was cool that i had gotten that acceptance built back up from them guys but again these are guys that i'm working with and it's kind of part of the group you know so when we get down into windover we're in this, like, pretty populated little town. Like, there's a lot of tourists and and stuff just kind of hanging around and gambling and everything. Well, everybody that I ran with, everybody was pretty burnt out and tired. We got into this t- little town of Wendover at about 9 o'clock at night. And everybody, like, got set up with the motel room and everything. And everybody was ready to leave. And, and I'd, I'd figured out... At this motel. So at the other motels that we stopped at, which were like kind of like low-key mom and pop hotels, they uh, those motels were kind of easy to deal with because they're typically one level, they're ground level and stuff. And uh, this is actually the first experience out on the road where I learned that I really, really have to be straight up when it comes to booking a motel room. Otherwise, what ends up happening is you book a motel room, and you almost don't want to give yourself the the title. Like you don't want to say, "Hey, I need a an accessible room." It's something that really wasn't embedded into my mind yet. So it's like I I it was my mind carrying on with not wanting to accept the condition that I was in still, and it's it's a bad habit. We'll all go through it if we end up in this situation. there's a point in time where your mind just doesn't want to accept it. You go back to the way things were before. You know, if if you had that that lifestyle of living a fairly normal life before, when you're not accepting your current situation, you tend to go back to what the situation was before. So this is where I learned, and it was in Wendover, the the motel that we had ended up with, the room that I ended up booked was on the second floor and they had an elevator that was not usable that night and uh so we had to go through a bunch of stuff and get the uh get the uh room switched around and everything well then it came down to i needed to go eat i needed a place to eat i hadn't had dinner or anything yet so i was like well i need a place to eat so the guy sends me across this parking lot and he says well just go over to that casino right there go in there to hang hang a right and there's a little restaurant right there in the casino so i'm like looking across the parking lot and i'm looking over there and i'm like man there's like a couple big steps to get in to be able to get up onto this and i'm looking around for like an accessible ramp or something and there's one all the way down at the other end of the building. And I'm like, man, I'm gonna use this walker and we're gonna tackle these steps. <laughs> and that's exactly what I did. I moved the car. I took the car across the parking lot up to where it was. It was quite a little jaunt across that parking lot. And uh, not having the, the power and the the, base, the stamina to be able to make that kind of distance yet i it wasn't wasn't doable for me i would have made it about halfway across there and that would have been it so i took the car over there and i parked in the parked in the space that allows me to be closer to the door and uh i get out of the car i set my walker up and stuff and i proceed to make my way up these steps but i was right back to that whole like that self-acceptance thing and i'm like man i'm watching these people i'm watching people go in and out of this casino while i'm standing outside of the car setting up my walker i'm watching people go in and out of there and they're walking normal they're having a good time they're laughing and carrying on and stuff and i'm just kind of sitting there like oh man i am the odd one out on this deal like i'm gonna i'm gonna go go tripping my way in there with this walker and uh and i'm this young guy like if i was an 80 year old which is very wrong to think that way like it's it's very stereotypical to even say it but i i had that feeling in my mind if i was 80 years old this would be plumb fine because people accept an 80 year old walking into a place like this with a walker but i'm in my early 30s and I'm walking into this place like this with a walker, like I look way out of place. Like And that's that's a fault that we all find ourselves in sometimes when we feel like we look out of place. And it's a bad habit to be in. It's a bad habit to worry about what people think of the appearance that you're presenting. It's it's uh it's not a good habit to be in. It's a it's a bad a bad habit to get in to worry about things like that. That's just, uh, it's, it's, it's not good for us. And that's, that is one thing that completely kills our self esteem. Like, we worry too much about that. I'm going into this casino, all these people going in and out of there, they got money. Some of them look pretty wealthy. I mean, they're dressed nice. Here I am in work clothes, and I'm stumbling my way into the place with a walker. Like, I'm just having a little anxiety i was having a little anxiety and i get to the door and there's a guy at the door that's like greeting everybody and stuff and he's he's like uh watching me walk up and i'm just like in my mind like oh my god this guy is staring me down and he's either a gonna think that i'm playing this off so i could have the handicap parking space which is what i was getting used to um or he's just uh He's just going to stare me down and not not actually have the balls to say anything to me about it. And I was totally wrong. Again, (laughs) I get to the doorway and the guy is like, the guy is like, what happened to you, man? And I'm like, wow. Okay. So I stand there. I stand there and I, I. I'm telling this story. The guy actually ended up about 10 minutes into it, grabs me a chair. Cause we were so into the conversation about what had happened to me. And I sat there and I told him the story and everything. And he's like, man, he's like, that is, that's crazy. Like, and the, and I always tell a story with, I went to bed one night. Fine. And I woke up paralyzed, which is legitimate. Like that's exactly how this story played out. And I, and I hooked these people right there. I figured out, man, I've, I've got this guy hooked in the first sentence, <laughs> and he grabs me a chair and I sit down and I'm telling him the story and everything. And we're going through the story and he's asking me questions and stuff and and I'm telling him. And I was telling him kind of some of the stuff about the anxiety and, you know, feeling a little out of place and, and whatnot. And I was actually telling him a, a, a story, a popular story that I, I used was, A story that I told this gentleman um as well because it was kind of a funny story when I'd first gotten out of the hospital I was in my wheelchair (laughs) and I was in Gillette Wyoming and I was at a gas station up there and I had wheeled in and I had wheeled myself into the handicapped stall in the bathroom and I was sitting in this stall and I'm sitting in the stall and I'm I'm taking care of my business at this point in time, I was having a hard time standing up in front of urinals and, uh, but, uh, and having wheelchairs, it was just, it's embarrassing. And I, I felt like it was embarrassing. And then, I, you know, as time went on, I figured out that it's nothing to be embarrassed about. But at that time, you know, I was trying to get used to society and stuff and being back out in it. And, but I'm sitting in a stall and I hear this father and son, come into the bathroom and they use the urinals out there and the son was like putting up a fight about washing his hands after he got done using the bathroom and stuff and the dad's like out there just playing hell trying to get this kid to understand that he needs to use or wash his hands after using the bathroom and about that time they're having this discussion about it and stuff and this kid's getting real mouthy with his dad And I come wheeling out of the handicap stall in this wheelchair and I'm a younger looking guy. And this kid just looks at me and he's like, what happened to you? Like, why are you in that chair? And I just looked at him and I said, there was one point in time, man, where I didn't wash my hands after using the bathroom. And the look on this kid's face (laughs) was 100% priceless, 100% priceless. And I, I actually wrote that story out and I shared it in the classifieds around Gillette wyoming there got got a lot of entertainment for people out of it but they uh that kid just looked at me and he was like holy smokes you know and he made his way to the bathroom sink there and, and proceeded to wash his hands and I just winked at that kid's dad and he just smiled and gave me that head nod like thank you very very much <laughs> and and legitimately like I wasn't lying to the kid like my condition could have easily came from a germ and that could have been, you know, like we we don't really know, like we're making an assumption that it was an exposure to mold that caused an upper respiratory infection. But, you know, it could have very easily just been a germ that I caught that caused an upper respiratory infection. So like I wasn't totally steering the kid in the wrong direction and lying to him, but it was effective, and I was telling this guy at this Wendover Casino this story, and uh, I was telling him all about it, and he was just laughing. He was—he just thought that was the coolest thing. He's like, "Man, he's like, you got to wheel around here." He's like, "I don't know how much time you spend in casinos, but it's awful sometimes." He's like, "I've been in the bathrooms in this casino, and I watch guys go in there and they'll sit, stand there and use the urinal." care of their business and they walk out of that bathroom without washing their hands and they go right out and start punching buttons on a slot machine that everybody else in the world uses so he's like you gotta wheel around here and do that do that here at the casino and i was like man that'd be a lot of fun but no the guy the guy was fascinated with the story i I had a great conversation i think i i sat there and in the chair that he provided for me (laughs) I sat there and and talked to the guy for I want to say about an hour and a half we sat there and just just chatted and uh, had a lot of fun with it by the time I said and done he comes comes back he left for a second and I was getting my walker set back up and stuff and he comes back out and he's like man dinner's on me tonight And he handed me a voucher thing or like a gift certificate and he said dinner's on me tonight and he's like he's like I really appreciate you sharing that story he's like I honestly, he's like, I've had things happen to me in my life and stuff. And, and, uh, your story is just a a prime example of not taking things for granted and, uh, valuing every day as it comes to you, because you just never know when things could change overnight and, uh, or in a blink of an eye at that. So, so this guy, he was, he was super, Super happy with the story. He, he thought it was great, and uh, ended up buying me dinner for it. Like, and it was it was cool. So that that experience kind of kind of reset my thinking a little bit as far as being a little embarrassed about going out and being around public that I don't know anybody and I'm by myself and stuff. And and I also figured out that that even a small town like Wendover, Nevada everybody thinks of vegas and they think of obviously the gambling stuff and it's a big big town and it is the gambling town and uh it's a big place so but something something people stereotype on vegas about is prostitution and stuff so i'm gonna tell you right now i've I've been to vegas Okay, I've been to Vegas, and we'll get to the Vegas story a little further down the road, but uh, I've been to Vegas, and I tell you what, the craziest story about prostitution, and no, while you're thinking it, it was not me, I, <laughs> I did not do that, did not do that, so, but the craziest story I'd ever seen, like I said, I've been to Vegas, and I've seen, I've seen things in Vegas, and I see the little a long time ago when i was in vegas they uh i'd been down there one time and it was the only experience i had in nevada which i'd plum forgot about here but a long time ago i made my way down there we made our way down there for the races we didn't even go down there for for uh gambling or anything we went down there for the race and and uh it was it was with work buddies and stuff and we had made our way down there as a matter of fact we drove through nevada most of that drive down there i was sleeping so i didn't even i didn't even see a lot of that but but what we've seen in vegas but i remember seeing these little flyers these plant pamphlets that came out and they were advertisements for prostitution i was like what in the hell you know so but uh it it's something that you see in vegas but i'm gonna tell you the craziest thing i'd ever seen when it comes to anything related to that was in wendover nevada i leave i just got done eating and i was headed back out and i'm with my walker and stuff and i walk outside and there's this guy there He is dressed in a multicolored, like trench coat type thing uh very flashy guy and uh he's got a younger lady with him and i would say maybe mid-20s if that uh younger 20s and uh she's with him and he is straight up flipping out on her because apparently she was she was into prostitution and uh she must uh, did something with their money and spent all their money or something. I don't know what the story was. I didn't stick around long enough to find out. But I walk outside and this guy is flipping out on her. And and at first I didn't put it all together. So this is how small town I am. I come from Wyoming. <laughs> I walk outside and I didn't put it all together. This was so I open my mouth. The guy is like chewing on this girl's butt about money and ripping them off and this and that how he went out on a limb for her and she's crying and stuff. And I'm like, I've got my walker out there and I'm like on the sidewalk and they're standing off to my left. And I just stopped walking for a second. And I turned and looked at that guy and I was like, dude, if the, the, where I come from, like, if you talk to a woman like that, you're gonna get your butt taken care of. Like things aren't gonna go well for you. Like we don't disrespect women where I'm from the people that I hang with we do not disrespect women like that and I open my mouth to this guy and god he was pissed (laughs) he lays it down to me and he like steps up right to the front of my walker and he's like he's like son I'm gonna tell you right now you better keep on uh, doing whatever this is you call walking and get back in your car and just get the hell out of here and he's he's like basically threatening me and I'm like oh crap so That's about the time I put it all together. And I was like, I just stepped on this guy's toes and uh, opened my mouth. And here I am. I'm using a walker. I'm handicapped. I'm in a place that I don't know. (laughs) I just done the dumbest thing I'd ever heard of. So definitely way beyond par for my course. And uh, I realized what I said. And I just looked at him and I said, you have a good day, sir. And I was like, packed it up. I worked my way back out to the car and I got out of there, but but that's all the time we got for this episode. We doubled down on it. When we get back, I'm going to take you guys home and we're going to see what kind of, uh, adventure we get into next in uh, episode one Oh two. And, uh, I'm excited. I love these stories. I love the road stories. So we will see you guys back here. I appreciate each and every one of you listening to me. Enjoy the weather. It's beautiful out there. And, uh, Y'all get ready for school to be out because it's happening fast. So God bless you guys. We'll see you.